Welcome back to the Mailin' Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from Austin, Texas, and I am joined by Sally Young. Sally, how are we doing? I'm doing great today. Yeah? I Good. almost I know. The last two times, you weren't so great. I know. I I almost made Will make me a michelada to like just bring to the studio, and he refused to do it, which was pretty rude. Uh, but I was going to just enjoy myself. A Pacifico with a shit ton of lime and some salt, and it was going to be great. Like today you were going to do that? Yeah. Oh. Will just like randomly bought Pacifico over the weekend, and we've just been enjoying that That would have been very different. We haven't had anything like that happen in here. Well, I was about to start it. You think he would have, if you asked him, would he have brought one to you? No, I tried to get him to make me one before I left. Oh, before you left. I thought you meant, okay. Yeah, and he wouldn't do it. He was like, no, wait till you get home. I think he thought I was going to get drunk off one beer, I guess, and then just... Run my mouth. Who oh, knows? Will. I don't know. Anyway, but I'm still in a great mood. So. I'm glad you're in a great mood. As as I was telling y'all before we started recording, I've been kind of in a shit mood all day. Um, hopefully they didn't come across on this morning's Circling Back podcast, but I was. I was in a shit mood. I'm coming out of it, though. I'm, I'm doing better. Dave's giving a face like it did come across. Did it, Dave? Hey, hey producer Dave. Hey, what's Dave. up, man? How you doing, man? Oh, great, great, great. Hey, Could, could you tell great. I was feeling like a dickhead this morning? Yeah. Oh. No, well, you came out of the gate, like, and I think you essentially said, you know, I'm just uh, kind of feeling a little, uh, you know, tired, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, you know, but, but I don't think you, dickhead isn't the word. I would just say a little bit Monday morning grouchy. Yeah, that's probably a lot of it. But yeah. I'm happy to be me. here now, though. Hey, man. Love we, to hear it. Saw you at the gym earlier. Yeah. That helped. Got I see the, you had time got to the shower. endorphins kicking. Did you have time to shower? I did. Did you not? No. Oh, yeah. You worked out in that shirt. Yeah. I, I, if I smell, I apologize. You were going hard on legs today, Dave. You know? I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, man. You and intern Klein just going at it. Man, nothing nothing more defeating than when I'm changing the weight out and putting on literally 70 more pounds so he can do his set than what I'm doing. But Well, he's a big man. He's a big, big dude. Good yeah. guy. We have a good episode today. I'm excited about it. These questions look good. I was just you perusing. Like good, good. good mix. Uh, a lot of relationship talk today. A lot of heavy kind of questions. Sometimes it gets heavy sometimes. Look, this is real world stuff, Sally. Okay. We got to get into it. Uh, the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. If you prefer to write in, you can do so. There's a link in the Twitter bio, and that's at Mailin Podcast. Anything else we can get off your chest before we get in? No? You tell me. Let's go. Let's get right to it. Dave? Mail time. Yes. Dylan, Sally, producer Dave, LTFT. I'm 21 and recently attended the wedding of one of my girlfriend's closest friends. They had Chipotle catering for the rehearsal dinner, and since the bride and groom are both vegan, there were no provided meat options. Obviously, it's their wedding, so they can do whatever they want. I don't mind stuffing my face with guac and fajitas all night, but it still took me by surprise. Being in West Virginia, you wouldn't be out of place to assume that the vast majority of those in attendance are probably not vegan and would appreciate that option. What's the move here if you were the bride or groom? Do you provide the option to accommodate for everyone, or does everyone go vegan for the night? Love the pod. Blank from Dub V. I think if they put just a first name like that and the sign-off, you can, you can just say it. Shout out Hunter from Dub V. Hunter from Dub V. Uh, hopefully this doesn't get you in trouble, Hunter. Um... I'll say what I think you two are probably not comfortable saying. Uh, having Chipotle is kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, at a rehearsal dinner, um, I, I understand that you know there are some budget constrictions to to consider here, and that's that's fine. But Chipotle, and if you are going to do Chipotle, how are you going to go just vegan? You can't do just like just lettuce, and they have like the the sautéed you know uh, peppers and onions and stuff. Like what? What else do they offer that's vegan at Chipotle? Do they Rice. offer some sort of like meat alternative? I think it's called sofritas, or is it tofu? Do they? I think they do, and I don't know if that's even vegan. Is tofu vegan? I don't. I don't know what vegan really is. I'm sorry for sounding really ignorant. vegan. Just means that it's it's not from animals at all, right? Right. Okay. So no eggs or um, milk, no dairy, mil- no dairy. Um, Sal, I'd answer your question. That Chipotle does offer sofritas, shredded hodo. Soy tofu marinated in a spicy sauce. Okay. I wonder that if that's vegan? vegan or not. Yeah, I mean it's tofu. And tofu oh, okay. is vegan? I'm almost positive. Yeah, so, it's it's yeah, they have new vegan sofritas. I'm seeing articles on it from like twenty thirteen. Okay. All right. So you show you're a meat eater, so you show up to a rehearsal dinner and you find out that Chipotle's catering. Like, okay, we got Chipotle. I mean, whatever. <laughs> 
And then you find out that it's tofu and lettuce and rice and, and the, you know, the sauteed peppers. Um, what What's going through I'm your head? I'm kind of bummed, I think. Kind of bummed? I'm, I'm pretty bummed. I'm bummed, but I know what's going on here. And if I know the couple, I'm probably not that shocked because I'm assuming this couple is doing it for moral reasons ethical reasons and that's why they don't have any meat option okay so they're probably like vegans are pretty hardcore that's fair i I mean i was inclined to say like no this is totally selfish just because you decide to be vegan don't force it upon all of your guests right but that does bring up you bring up a good point dave you bring up a good point dave but i also think and especially going through it myself right now a wedding is not a party for you it's a you're putting on a party for other people and as much as you and I have talked, Dylan, about like, it's your day, do the stuff you want, et cetera. At the end of the day, I, it, this is, you have to provide a meat option, in my opinion. I just I think, think so. I think that forcing, I, I think you should provide like a vegetarian option for people. Yes. And like on the flip side, because maybe all the people attending your wedding don't want to eat red meat, you know, yeah. or chicken. Um I get, I get where Dave is coming from. I just think, and I guess if I knew the couple, I'm like, okay, well, they're vegan, so I guess we're going to be eating vegan. But I'm like, not everyone else is vegan, and I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this. It's kind of how I feel about if you don't drink, should you be obligated to have a bar at your wedding? Yes. I kind of agree about that too. Yes. I'm like, don't force your dryness on everyone else. Yes. I want to have a great time at your wedding. Because it's like, I respect the fact that you don't drink. I respect the fact that you're vegan. Like, that's cool. Live your life however you want to do it. But I like to drink. I love to eat red meat. Right. I just do. And if I'm going to your your thing, I speak for most people. I think when mm-hmm. when I say that, almost everyone drinks. Right. Um, you have to give people the option. I, I think that's very true. Unless it's like totally against your religion or something. Like alcohol, Agreed. you know, if you're if you're Muslim or whatever, they, they don't drink. I, like, think, okay. I think the alcohol is like, you don't have to do that as much. But I still think that, I don't know if you've been to a dry wedding. I think we've talked about this Yeah, before. they're miserable. It's not great. They're miserable. And you're putting on a party for other people. So you've got to accommodate those people instead of just yourself. So forcing your veganness on someone else. Which is worse, going full vegan for rehearsal dinner or not providing alcohol at the reception? Not providing alcohol at the reception. Yeah, I think so too. Food to me, like I can leave a, re- a rehearsal dinner and go get a burger. Yeah, and at least if, if there's... If I'm going to have a hard time getting loose on the dance floor without yeah. a cocktail. If it's vegan, but they provide alcohol, then like you just buddy up with the, your friends. Like, can you believe we had to eat that shit today while you're you know drinking cocktails? And it's you can still have a good time. Right. Um, I... I don't think this is a great move. I found the Chipotle move also interesting. Yeah, um, and like I said, I know that not everyone has a ton of money to throw around in this kind of stuff. But there are other options. Like, you don't have to do Chipotle. But I also think maybe, I don't know how rehearsal dinners are other places. Like, I, Texas, they're a big deal, I feel like. And, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I went to one this weekend, by the way, the uh, El Tiempo catered. It was in uh-huh. Houston. Mm, nice. Very good. They didn't have a, they didn't have a, a vegetarian option, by the way. But the rehearsal dinner was crazier than the, the right than the wedding reception. Oh my god! I've it been to some crazy. rehearsal dinners that are not in Texas where they're like a lot more low key. So maybe that I don't know. I also know someone though. So this was a per- girl that I know who just got married, and sh- she catered barbecue for her wedding but half of her wedding was a bunch of hit the groom's relatives from india so they also catered a full vegetarian indian menu and barbecue because she knew that her relatives weren't going to eat the indian food and his relatives weren't going to eat the barbecue so they just did both yeah it actually looked pretty lit it's it's hard to please everyone but i i think that's it's hard to please everyone but i also think serving meat is like a really simple thing to do for your guests and i think the more i'm learning about my own wedding is it's not a party for me it's a party for my friends to enjoy sure so i don't know i think i think they should have maybe not done the full vegan thing i think we're all in the same in the same boat here let's do the first voicemail sally dylan dave this is matt from michigan big fan of what you guys are doing and keep up the great work 
Got a question that is both on dogs, love them, shouts to the Rand Man and Rosie, and also etiquette. I got a dog that I've had for about a year now. He's a Siberian Husky named Han, love him to death. Got a roommate, too, that I've known forever. We're best buds. Life is good. Han has a habit of chewing things when he is home alone and you leave something out that shouldn't be. It's something I've tried to break him of. We tried crating him. He kept breaking out of the crate. He's a bit of a strong-willed pup. He's pretty good for the most part when left at home, but as I said, sometimes he gets out. Anyway, my roommate in preps to a trip to the Kentucky Derby a couple weekends ago left his nice sunglasses out. Han got a hold of them and trashed them. Now, my roommate knows that you can't be leaving stuff out, but I do recognize that it's my dog. I know he's going to ask me to reimburse him in full, but I think 50-50 is more fair. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. The reason I included this is because this exact same thing happened to me. Like, okay. exactly. I had a, a dog. Uh, he was a puppy, and I lived with three other guys. And his girlfriend would come, one of, one of my roommate's girlfriends would come over all the time. I hope he's not going to listen to this, by the way. He might, but I hope he doesn't. His girlfriend would come over, and one day she left her, gla- her sunglasses behind um, for like a week or two mm-hmm. um, on his bedside table within reach of my dog. And he left the door open. And one day my dog went in there and chewed up her sunglasses. They were 300 bucks. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, let me see what I can do to help you with this. Like, I felt bad. Uh, and the more I thought about it, um, and this ended up becoming a pretty big deal, actually. But the more I thought about it, I was like, look, she, she knows I have a puppy. She knows that he chews everything in sight. She left, she left her property within reach of the dog for an extended period of time. Uh, her boyfriend left the door open, and I was like, look, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't think I should have to pay for these. Uh, it turned into a really big deal. Like, she threatened to take me to small claims court. It was... Oh, wow. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so that was my take on the subject. I was, I don't know, like 23 at the time, probably. This was a long time ago. Um, I think I should have split it with her. In hindsight, I probably should have been like, let's just split this. Okay. 150 bucks, right down the middle. Um but yeah, it, this exact same thing happened to me, and that's how I handled it. I don't know if I did the right thing or not. So did you ever pay for him? No. And she didn't take you to small claims court? It, it, it got ugly. And, it got. And, and because it got ugly, I was like, I, now I'm definitely not going to give you any money because it was a bad situation. Um, did I mess up? Yes. I think you pay for it in full. And here's why. This house that we're currently recording in, Will and I got Rosie... And Will was living here. And we, she did not live here, but she spent a lot of time here. Um, I think the roommates were all okay with it. But it was never like a, okay, we're a doghouse now. So when she ate, like, people's socks that they left out. And they knew, like, Rosie eats socks. Rosie will eat anything. Rosie also ate someone's aloe vera plant that was outside. I don't know how she didn't die from that. But we replaced all of it. Because that's... But, like, they knew a dog was around, but I also wanted them to feel like they didn't have to totally change their life because Rosie was there. Um, if 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 we were living, like, in the situation like this guy's talking about, like, obviously their roommate knows he's got the dog. But I also feel like it's not his dog. It's your dog. And I think some of the costs that you incur with getting a dog that you really don't think about until you have the dog is they're going to ruin shit and you just have to eat it and pay for it. That's my personal opinion. Dave, I don't know how you feel about this. Uh, I think I agree with everything you just said. Um, you know, it's easy to say now, like, as opposed to like, how old were you, 23? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I probably you probably weren't making a lot of money at 23. Maybe you were. I was a broke boy. Yeah. Yeah. 300 bucks is a, is a, a lot, lot of money. But, okay, I would, I would offer to pay just because you're the one who brought the animal into the house. Now, if it was your house and you had had the dog and they were just a roommate living there, then it might be a little bit of a yeah. different situation. But if you like acquired the dog after y'all were already living there, it's a little bit different. I think you just offer it and hope that that person's like, don't worry about it or I'll split it with you. But I think you should make the offer to pay in full. What if what if she left uh, her diamond stud earrings on the bedside table and my dog swallowed them and they were never to be seen again? 
Those, so uh, they cost three grand. Uh, she should what about there? Take better care of those. I'm just, I'm, I'm applying like yeah. what we're saying to like other, you know, if it's a, if it's a t-shirt, if it's 25 bucks, here, here's 25 bucks. I'm sorry, I ruined your shirt. Um, I, I still think you have to pay. It's your dog. You, you have to pay for the diamond, the diamond earrings. Yes. Because it's your dog. Should you be leaving those within reach of a puppy, though? It, if she, if if it's, it's not her dog. Like she should be able to leave her crap wherever the hell she wants to. Oh, like, I don't, I don't think that's true. If if it's your, if it's if it was my roommate, then maybe. But my roommate's girlfriend, she can't just bring whatever she wants over, and we are we're responsible for all the property that she brings over. Like there are arguments here. I think so. I think in this guy's situation, I think it's his roommate. It's the roommate's common property. Yeah. Like, it's their shared space. He can leave sunglasses out. And maybe he knows the dog might chew them, but he's probably not purposely leaving them out to just see whether or not the dog is going to chew them. Where was he in this, in your situation? The your roommate. <laughs> the friend? Yeah. Uh, he was very neutral. He did not want to get involved. Oh, well, he, very okay. He should have, he should have played peacemaker exactly like this so i don't really know the, like all this facts around this situation but like yeah he should have he should have stepped in and been like i'm gonna handle this so it doesn't get weird yeah yeah that's also how you, if a dog swallows diamond earrings that dog is being taken to the vet or followed around until they shit him out yeah he'll poop him out <laughs> i rosie ate a pair of my sunglasses at this house that we're at right now actually and thankfully I called to see if they had another pair that Will was going to help me pay for, which was very kind of him. And he, he felt bad. It was all, I left him out while he was watching her. So he felt responsibility. And I was like, no, I left him out. Like yeah. kind of shared responsibility, I guess, which you could say for this, like shared responsibility of the sunglasses that are being eaten. So you weren't watching your dog closely enough or the dog was out while you were gone. And then the roommate left him. Anyway, I called and they were like, oh, we have a lifetime warranty. Just send him in and we'll replace him for oh, free. Oh, hell yeah. So they replaced him for free, which was very, very lucky. But I was, I think one of the things and the biggest advice I can give people who are thinking about getting dogs is you don't think about the cost of the dog ruining stuff. And the dog is going to ruin so much money worth of stuff unless you're super careful and they're really well trained. But Rosie, like, would randomly chew on stuff that we can't use anymore. That it's just like little, like you know, fifty dollar pop, like every couple of weeks. That you're just like, damn it, like. And people don't think about that when they get a dog. So maybe when you were twenty three and you got a dog, you're like, yes, companion. You don't think like he's gonna eat my girlfriend's sunglasses. But I do think it's your responsibility because it's your pet. Um, yeah. You look yeah, unhappy with that I just, answer. I just think it's as black and white as, as you make it out to be because she doesn't live there. You know, if he, if she lived there, if she was in, uh, one of my roommates, it would have been a different story. But she didn't live what, there. Okay, if they were his sunglasses, would you have paid for them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, they're effectively his sunglasses. No, they're right. not. I mean, yeah, this is going to sound like possessive, but like they, uh, I don't know who this person, these people are, but it's his girlfriend. Yeah, I'm going to assume, huh? You do. Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, we'll have to talk about this. <laughs> That's why I said OBS. No, I mean, look, it's it's his prop for for looking at it objectively. That's his property in this scenario, in my opinion. Yeah, lawyer Dave, get on it. Uh, yeah, and I don't even know if I, <laughs> I don't even know like being like applying legalese to it, but I'm just I'm thinking like you have to look at it like it's his because it could have very well been his. He's the one who left the door open, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Man, I really want to know who this is, uh, dude. It's he. He should have stepped in here. Yeah. He should have stepped in. I think, but I think you should have offered to to cover the tab there. Yeah. My thing about this guy, I forgot his name, uh, from Michigan, is that maybe you and your best friend have had like a frank conversation about the dog, and he considers the dog to be like partially his. Like you know, you're really the owner, but it's also like he's second dad. But I, I don't think I realized what an inconvenience having a dog around other people that's not like when it's just Will and I and we're living together and Rosie screws something up, we know it's our fault because we're like, we left that out. We weren't watching her close enough, whatever. But when she was here, I started realizing like she could be really affecting their lifestyle and you don't want to like him to already resent you maybe for having the dog and then you don't pay for something that the dog ruined. I don't know. That's my th- that's my take on it's it. It's tough. I mean, it's not it's not black and white, but I mean, I think all parties could for sure um, 
do a better job. And I'm thinking solely of your your yeah, situation. Yeah, there could have been a compromise. Yeah, compromise I, was there. I, I, I took like a hard stance out. because of how the whole situation uh, yeah, went down. Yeah, and I, I I look forward to hearing the facts after sure, this. Sure, I'll give them to you. Uh, no, but Sally, your situation with Rosie here, like, yeah, these these guys, they didn't have a dog. Yeah. Like, so y'all brought the dog in. So, yeah, I think y'all handled it, right? Yeah. Hey, Dave here. Let's talk <laughs> Dave.com. Huh? <laughs> You guys ready for that? You love the sponsor. Uh, man, do I ever. Because if you're like me, you're not always paying attention to your bank account balance. You know what I mean? Dylan, you know what I'm talking about. Of course I do, Dave. So, you know, sometimes the moment you see you're going to be overdrawn, it's too late. You spend like 37 bucks on a cup of coffee. Because you know these bank fees, all right? They'll get you. These big banks. I'm anti-big bank, but, you know, what can we do about that? Let's talk Dave app, though. It's going to put an end to your overdraft fees for good. Dave's the number one budgeting app in America because it saves you from overdraft fees, tells you about upcoming bills, and it can advance you $75 from your next paycheck with no credit check and no interest. Get the Dave app for just $1 per month. That's $12 a year, which is way less than an overdraft fee, and you'll never have to pay one again. We've all been there. Life happens. Sometimes stuff gets real on the weekend. Next thing you know, you've overdrafted. Terrible. Terrible feeling coming. You know Monday. that Cubes is an investor? Talking about Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban. I t- you know, I did know that. He's an investor because he once got crushed by overdraft fees in his 20s, and he wants you to never have to pay an overdraft fee again. Uh, Three million people already use Dave. Man, it's weird saying my name like that. But three million people already use Dave to save up to $1,000 a year in overdraft fees. That's why it's the number one budgeting app in the App Store. Right now, go to dave.com. Slash mail in. That's dave.com slash mail in. It really helps the show if you let them know you heard it here. So tell them, don't tell them Dave sent you because I feel like that would just really confuse them. <laughs> but uh, go download Dave. Never pay another overdraft fee again. It's immediate savings. Go now to dave.com slash mail in, spelled just like it sounds. Let's do another uh, email here. Hey, team, love the pods. Dating question for you here. After how many dates should you start dating someone exclusively? I'm single and I go on a lot of first slash second slash third dates. I sometimes stack these up to a few a week. My dilemma comes in when more than one goes well. I don't want to be in a Phoebe from friends type scenario, but I like to keep my options open. After how many dates should I stop going on other dates? Three, five? Thanks. P.S. Assume none of these dates involve anything more than a makeout sesh. If things get more intimate, obviously... I'd be telling each guy what's going on. Love a good makeout sesh. I love the Friends reference. I don't get that. What what if there's do? a Friends episode where Phoebe's like dating two guys and she ends up basically being in a relationship with both of them, like mm. getting a little too deep, and then they find out and they she's gonna break up with one of them, and then she can't make up her mind. This guy's stacking dates up to a few a week. He says this is a girl. It's a lady. Oh, how do you? Ladies know? is players too. It's true. How do you know it's a lady? Because at or the end, oh, oh okay. you know it could be a dude. Okay. It could I, be a dude. I think I it's see. a girl, though. I the see. Phoebe reference leads me to May, believe. I think it's a girl because of the Phoebe reference. She must be a hot item out there just getting hella dates, just stacking them up a few a week. Did she send you pics? Dave, I don't know this. this oh, I'm woman. just asking. I'm sorry. I don't know this young lady. Um, okay. So how many dates you go on until it's time to move to exclusive? Um, I think five's probably a good number, but it, I don't like put a number on it. Just when it feels like you... When you catch feelings. When you only want to be with that one person, that's when it's time to only be with that one person. You don't need to you know, reach any certain benchmark here, I don't think. I agree. Um, I, I, I think it's, it would be weird to like go on a first date with someone and not expect them to also be going on first dates with other people. Right. You know? But if you've like been seeing this person for a month... And then all of a sudden you find out like they're also seeing someone else. And you're kind of like, yeah, that's that's what too the long. Hell? I think so too. So to me, I can't pick a number. Just like you said, I think when you want to just spend your time with that one person, I think you'd stop dating other people. That's right. I, I liked her her PS here. She says if if basically if sex happens, then it's time to shut it down with the other people. Right. I totally agree with that. That's a good benchmark. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not into multiple sexual partners, and I don't. Ex- if I'm going to engage in that kind of relationship with someone else, I don't expect them to be sleeping around because mm-hmm. it's, you know, sex is kind of a big deal, right? So I, I like her take on that. But I think even up to three dates, and it depends on how casual these are. Like, 
I think you also have to take in consideration, like, how much is she talking to these people on a weekly basis? Like, is there someone you're texting all the time and now it's, like, date three and y'all already know everything about each other? Then, like, maybe you should not Totally agree. Every situation is different. So it's don't, hard don't to put judge. a benchmark on it. Yeah. Number of dates or, like, number of days into talking to someone. Don't go by that. Go by when you want to spend time with just that one person. Then you open the conversation to them and, and see if they feel the same way, I think. I personally have never had to ask someone, like, should we be exclusive? I think I just knew and I just stopped. Usually that's how it goes, I think. You just kind of like you just kind of assume that like yeah, we're just doing this thing with just ourselves, right? And you don't have to like bring it up. But I think it's still a conversation you could have, but I also it's it's up to her. It's like when she wants to stop seeing other people, you know? Of course. Cuz the other person could be seeing other people too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the next one, Dave. Yo, Dylan and Sally. Sneaky shouts to my man Dave. <laughs> I hate to be a total downer, but I'm spiraling from a pretty difficult breakup currently. It was not a I hate you breakup, but rather one of the more mature variety uh, where you come to find that your dreams slash goals may not be compatible. I think she pulled the cord a bit too soon, but that's neither here nor there. My question, how would you move on from a relationship when you still very much love the person? We were pretty serious. I had been saving for a little bling. His words, not mine. And we picked the church at which we wanted to be married. Damn. Just feeling very defeated, discouraged, and generally self-conscious. Thanks, team. Uh, this is one we've gotten a few times before, um, but I think it's okay to, to you know, kind of hash it out every now and then because it's, it's a very relatable situation. I think most people have gone through this, and if not, they probably will sometime in the future. Uh, just not like an easy way. Um, I think time is the only thing that, that really works. But the good news is time is undefeated. You just got to like let time pass. And and uh, the more separated you become from someone, the easier it is. But it's going to suck for a while. That's just how it, how it is when you're in love with somebody. Um, not easy. I don't know. You guys have any tricks? So I really loved what he said about it being the more mature kind where you break up with someone because you realize maybe – you don't have the, hold the same values or you don't want to raise your kids a certain way or sure. you don't. I think that's a really hard realization to come to because there are certain things that are deal breakers for people and then there are certain things where I feel like if you love that person enough, you may be able to get over it. And I think a lot of people think when they're, especially in like a long-term relationship heading towards marriage that they can overcome anything with their love, but there are just harsh realities that like maybe you're not the same religion or yeah. something like that. Interesting where, that they got so deep into this thing when they were considering marriage and all that. Um, um, I have a close friend, we'll say, who just went through this and uh, it was very difficult for her. Um, she and her ex-boyfriend were in that in my opinion headed that direction um and i think she realized that late into the game that maybe some of the things she thought would change about him didn't yeah um and it sucks because i think when you break up when you're younger and you're just like immature or someone like you know you fell out of love or some stupid reason you fight too much someone cheated whatever you have a like hard solid reason as to why this doesn't work. I was going to ask you, what do you, which do you think is more difficult? This situation where you're just not compatible long term or like a breakup? I mean, or like a, a someone cheated. Someone cheated. Um, they both are hard because I think someone cheating, you're like, that's like blindsiding and very hurtful to you as a person. But it's easier to get over, I think. Maybe not easier to get over, but you have more of a reason to get over it. Like Maybe like you get over it quicker, but it's more painful. It's I'm sure it's very, very painful. But yeah. I think, yeah, it, then you have like a screw you, you're a dick, like, mentality. Whereas if you break up because you just are, maybe your futures are incompatible, I think it's more of a, like, well, what are we, you know, why don't we just stay together and enjoy each other? And then realizing, like, no, that's not the adult thing to do because if we want to find someone we want to end up with, we have to break up, which I think is a hard thing to do and it's really sad. Um, I don't, I, I think... The reason that this is difficult is because you're definitely still in love with her and maybe thought that your values would line up eventually. 
And this is going to take longer to get over, but you're going to be really happy when you find the person you're supposed to be with because you're going to realize that you dodged a bullet. And maybe that person is still in your life and you're still like friends with them. But I think when you realize that you're with the person you're supposed to be with, you're going to be really happy that you didn't just settle. Yeah, I agree. Um, If you ask your boys this question, they're probably going to say, get under someone else to get over her, which is kind of like the go-to guy response. Um, That doesn't really work. But when you do like meet someone that you like, like that does help. So don't be afraid to like get yourself back out there when you're ready. Don't force it. But uh, there's not a lot of good advice for getting over people besides time. But I think distracting yourself hurts, uh, helps, not hurts. So get a new hot, like as cliche as it sounds, get a new hobby. Get a dog. Get a companion. Like if you're lonely, oh. spend time with friends. They probably spend time with friends. That's a big one. They're yes. probably sick of you talking about it, and that's totally normal. But at the same time, they're your friends. They're gonna get over it, and you need to be around people that love you and like support you. Okay. Let's, let's do another. One. Yeah, let's do another email here. Hey, Dylan, Sally, and Dave. First time, long time. What's the best way to deal with constantly being the third, or in my case, the fifteenth wheel? I've had a real tight group of friends since we were all 15. I'm 29 now. And while me being the only single member of the group has never been a big deal, I'm starting to notice a shift. More couples dinners, couples trips, where usually they'd have no problems with me being there as well. Obviously, couples want to do couple stuff, but it feels like I'm starting to get cut out of events I would normally be included in. What should I do here? Thanks, guys. I'll hang up and listen. So this is kind of me, right? Like... I hang out with all you guys. You guys are all coupled up. Um, and a lot of time I tag along to dinners and stuff, and it, it's great. Uh, sometimes, however, I'm not included on dinners. And you know what? That's fine. I, I, I don't take it personally because I, I know that it's because I, I'm single. And, well, that's one of the reasons. And, couple, and couples tend to want to do couple things together. And the girls will The girls are the culprit plans. of this. The girls make plans. Yeah. And they make plans with each other, and of course, their significant others naturally are included, and so I'm left out. And it's okay. I'm not. I don't take it too personally. Um, but you guys are really good about including me with the, on a lot of things. So, um, in this guy's case, and I before I was with Will, I was this exact person. Every single one of my friends was in a couple, and I was whatever number wheel it was. And it does suck in some situations, but also my friends were really awesome. Like, it sounds like he was, her, his friends are, like, invite you places. Um, Then I became super close with two people who were single at the time and, like, the three of us. So one of my points of advice, and I know that you're really close to this friend, but, like, get a single friend. You've got to find someone who's, like, commiserating with what you're going through. Yeah. Because, like, the dating world is difficult, like, every you know having only a couple friends is difficult sometimes so find someone that's going to relate to what's going on with you yeah number two is if you are still okay like being the 15th wheel then make it known to like your friend or maybe if you're close with one of the girls like hey i know that y'all like do stuff just please remember to invite me and i that sounds like a little um I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but maybe that's a little cheesy or like lame. But at the same time, like have the time when I get left out of stuff now as an adult or I leave somebody out of something, it's because I just legitimately forgot. And so they may not be thinking they're like they're in girls heads. They're like, okay, especially if you're the guy in girls heads, they're like, okay, I'm inviting like Victoria, Sarah, so-and-so. And they don't think like reach out to all these people. And so I had to realize that I have to stop taking that personally because I'm like, okay, they didn't yeah. leave me out on purpose. A lot of times I'll just text and be like, hey, heard y'all are going to dinner. Can I join yeah. in? And most people don't care. Yeah, he says, what should I do here? I think the the main thing is don't take it personally because this is like you mentioned the shift in people doing things like coupley. It's a pretty natural thing to happen. And they're not like, like intentionally excluding you. Mm-hmm. It's just natural to couple up with other couples. Um, right. And he might not be missing out on a lot. Like, no offense to our group of friends, but like (laughs) sometimes couple stuff, like especially like Will and I are super lame. So there's some times where I'm like, do people really want to hang out with us? Like if we're in a couple situation, are we being that cool? 
Whereas if you're single and trying to like meet someone, maybe going out with a bunch of couples is not the best way to do it. It's not like yeah. they're or like I feel like it would be a better situation for you to like go hang out with just a couple people instead of a giant 15 group of, of people, you know? Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I You know, I, I think that um, like being sing- like this is one of the, the downside to being single, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the worst part to me is like event type things. Right. Like I just went to a wedding over the weekend and it was with all of my like old high school buddies. All of them are married. Right. I mean, all of them are married. And so they all got hotels, hotel rooms together. They show up to the rehearsal dinner together and then the wedding. And that makes me feel much more left out or just like, what am I doing? Like I'm, I'm in my mid thirties and I'm still single. Like this mm-hmm. sucks than just getting left out of a dinner. Like, that's not a big deal. Right. But the event type situation is where it kind of, like, sticks me. I'm like, where it's, like, this... very couple-centric. Yeah, and I'm like, man, yeah. this sucks. And I'm at a freaking wedding. I see two people getting married. It's mm-hmm. just like, ugh, this is, I just feel left out. And that's You can stinks. have a plus one at our wedding. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It can be one of those movie situations where you, like, hire someone that and you tell <laughs> us it's your girlfriend and then you'll actually fall in love. It can be like that. I'll just, like, direct the whole thing. Yeah, so to me, that's what really sucks. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. I I don't get like too down about it, but I just I just like sit back and kind of take it all in. I'm like, man, this just kind of stinks, you know. And it it, I mean, you've been in the position where you were part of a couple, you know, and now sure. you're not. I feel like vice versa. I was in a position for a really long time before Will where I was not, and so all of your friends for sure empathize. Maybe you've had those friends who've like been dating since they were in high school and have never been single. So maybe they don't empathize, but I guarantee you a lot of people in the group empathize because they were that person at one point. Sure. I did have one other, one other buddy there who's single. He's he's a little bit younger than we are. So Mm -hmm. we, we sat together at the wedding and, and, uh, at the reception we had, I mean, we had a good time, Yeah. but it just kind of stinks at the same time. But yes, to this dude, don't take it personally because it's definitely not personal. It's just a natural, shift in, especially as you get older because you get older you stop doing like the let's go out as a group thing and more of like let's couple up and do like you know dinners and like stupid game nights and shit like that i also think like in a few years we're gonna be like oh we're hanging out with these people because they're our kids are friends you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah. we're not there yet yeah but that's where my sister is like her friends are her kids friends parents like they do shit with them yeah that that gets difficult when you're the one without kids and everyone else hanging out because their kids are all friends. That's going to be me in like two years because oh, all my God. friends have kids at the same time. <laughs> That's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do the next one? Voicemail? Yeah. Sally, we need Dylan and or Dave to go live from the altar at your wedding. Your thoughts? Thanks. I don't think this was on the rundown. Yeah, it is. It was? Yeah. I did not see this question. It's number six right there. It seems the like more of a demand rather than a question. Uh, yeah. First of all, we won't be at the altar. We're, we're not groomsmen. We'll be we'll be sitting out there with everybody else. Um, that doesn't mean we can't go live, though. We can walk up to the altar. We could. That might be a little weird. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Dave. Look oh. behind me. Dude, it's, doing, it's happening. <laughs> okay, here's a question I actually have. And I feel like a lot of this wedding talk is going to start getting really self-centered. So if I if I'm starting to boil, naturally, just, you're allowed to be self-centered about just wedding stop, talk. Stop me. Um, one was I crazy last week for admitting that I ruined Will asking his friends, and two were y'all offended at all that you're not in it? Um, are you crazy for mentioning it? No. No, my was were my acts of asking his friends. Oh, when you ruined it for like oh, Brady? Um, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. A little I, bit. I'm self-aware yeah. that you, that you was... Messed, you messed I up. I messed up. I mean, you yeah. Messed up. It's not... Pretty bad. It's not... It's not near, super egregious. It's not like you uh, leaked a proposal that was happening Especially because you, you did it because you're excited. It's not like you were have, had no like malicious intent. You were just, hey, guess what? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's you were excited. <sighs> but yeah, you messed up, clearly. Okay. Um, no, I'm not offended that, I, that I'm, not, I'm not a groomsman. Okay. Y'all, you know... It if our wedding was bigger, y'all would. Yeah, it, it would have been. It would have been great. It would have been a huge honor. But um, of course, I, I mean, I've always taken the stance on this very podcast that you shouldn't be apologetic about who you include um, in your wedding, in your wedding party, all that, because it's it's just about you. So if I were to go to Will and be like, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm pretty uh, upset," like that's super selfish of me. Like that's fucked up of me to do. That would be this so is, random if you did that. This too. is his. This is his decision. His you and his, in his day. It, I have no say in who's there, whether I have a plus one, 
what the hell did you serve at dinner? All that stuff. Because it's not about me. That's true. Just don't do Chipotle for the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> um, you're welcome to go live from our wedding if you want. <laughs> I don't think you want that to happen. I, I don't know Maybe for that the, the church is going to allow that. Yeah, yeah the, we'll reception do it at the reception might be a better... I jokingly said with Will that maybe we should create a Patreon p- tier where like people can pay to get the inside of our wedding. And then I'm like, who gives a shit about our wedding? <laughs> oh, I think more people than... <laughs> Literally no one, but realize. you know, someone wants to throw me some bones to help me it's pay funny, for this shit. It's funny that you asked me if, if I was offended about not being included in the wedding party because um, this wedding I just went to, my buddy Mikey, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know that he was doing groomsmen. Like, oh. I, went, I went to the bachelor party with like all of my best friends. We had a great time. No mention of like wedding party, a groomsman, or a best man, anything like that. And so I just kind of thought he wasn't doing it. We're a little bit older. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, I just thought, you know, maybe he's keeping it small. I didn't want to do groomsmen. Um, and so on Thursday before the wedding, I texted a guy who's just kind of like, he just orchestrates everything. I was like, so what's the plan Saturday during the day mm-hmm. um, before the wedding? And he goes, oh, I think we're just going to go get like lunch and stuff. And then, then the groomsmen are going to take pictures at 4.30. I was like, oh, so I, I'm not one, I guess. And that's how I found out that I wasn't a groomsman at one of, one of my longest, you know, I've been friends with this guy since like... How many groomsmen were there? Four. Okay. So okay. it was, it was. I mean... I, it would have been really bad if you were like 14. Again, I wasn't, I wasn't offended because I, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to be offended, yeah. I don't think. But I was like, oh man, okay, I'm left out of this one. That kind of sucks. <laughs> Um, so that's how I found out, and I found out just two days before the wedding. Not not a big deal, but I thought it was funny, especially yeah. since you just asked me about, you know, getting left out of wills. <laughs> um, yeah, I weddings are weird. It's like weddings are weird. It's so Pe- weird. It's so easy to to hurt feelings. I know. It's actually, it's almost and impossible not to. Then I think about it, and then I'm like, oh my god, I would love to not be a part of your wedding so that I don't have to pay all this money. Yeah, people get. People get upset by not being in the wedding, invited to the wedding, getting plus ones at the wedding, yeah. where they sit at the wedding. Groomsmen can even it's get offended by like, like we could do a full podcast about weddings. Groomsmen can even get offended by like Good. where they are in line oh. next to the groom. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all thing. hype based now, but I have That's like, not how I did it. Uh one of my friends did it. A lot of my friends do it high base, but most of uh, one of them did it by like to avoid controversy. To avoid controversy, and I was and the very end picture, of the I line, guess. and I was like, you know what? I'm totally fine with this. Like you've got you're your- the shortest. You're not even that short. No, no, no. no. I was just the last friend, oh. and I was like, you know what? You've got your high school best friends. You've got your college best friends. We're friends, but we were like really friends after college, and I was like, I'm not gonna cause any yeah. drama. I can be way back here. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Weddings are, it's just a touchy situation for a lot of people. So if anyone wants to go behind the scenes, maybe uh, maybe we'll think about starting a little... You think? Bi-monthly uh, wedding podcast. I don't know. I think it would be funny to hear Will's takes on it. Maybe throw it up on really, Patreon, including really the optimized it. tier. Yeah. Optimized content Let tier. us know mm-hmm. if you'd be interested mm-hmm. or you think that that's totally self-serving. Who would host it? would be really stupid. Who, who would be... You would I be on it. I think it should be... I really think it should be Will's opinions because I think that he has some funny takes with maybe some like rotating guests, but I don't know. What about you and Will? No one wants to hear weird? Will and I talk about our wedding. You have takes though, and yeah, you're getting married, know. so it, I think it should be one of your sisters. Oh God, that's a, that's another point of contention because my sister is getting married. Y'all know Lily, um, mm-hmm. and it's starting to become like a comparison thing. Well, like, well, Lily's is only costing this much, and like, oh, no. Lily's doing this, and Will's. Like, it's they're totally separate events. Like they're not even in the same wheelhouse because she's doing Cabo and we're doing Michigan. It's just like to compare them is. I'm just worried that we're gonna end up comparing them a lot. Your poor parents, four daughters. I know, I know. They've already one down. Three of which are about two to be in married. like a year, and then I think Emily like wants to just straight up elope. Like more power to her. Yeah. If I get married again, I, I hope to do it a destination. Yeah. Like very low-key, small group. Yeah. That sounds tight. Can't wait. I don't think you can have two big weddings. I mean, you could, but people might judge you. Yeah. I don't know. It's just asking a lot to have people do the whole thing over again. I don't know. And like, do you want another big wedding? No, like I don't. Yeah, exactly. That was a good one. Yeah. That he did. We didn't even answer this dude's no, question. We, we no. just got. We just used answers. Answers maybe. The answer is maybe at the reception. At the, reception. the answer is I don't mind. The church that has yet to confirm with us may not be cool with it, but yeah. it would be funny if someone like at the altar just 
you know, pull their, like slightly pulled their phone out and just went live. Maybe Harry will do it. He's supposed to officiate, although now the church might not let him. So who knows? Really? Yeah. Because he's not like a, a not pastor. Not a pastor, yeah. Okay. Ugh. All right, we have one more today. you want to get to it? LTFT. A girl and I had been seeing each other for a few months. The day after we split up on good terms, she told me she was afraid she was pregnant. Ten days after no correspondence, I reached out to her about the pregnancy scare. She was upset and offended that I would reach out without, or with that being the sole purpose of the call. Her words, how little do you think of me if you think this call is necessary? Do I not have the right to know that she is or isn't pregnant? Yeah, this is weird. She is absolutely in the wrong here. You have every right to follow up if she said there's a pregnancy scare and there's 10 days of silence. Why else would you be reaching out to her? Talk about like the weather? Like this, This is stupid. Yeah, call. Yeah, you got to find out. Like, what's the deal? You left me hanging there. There's a pregnancy scare going on. I'm like, so find the fuck out. So, what's the deal? Okay, I can see this girl's point of view. I I do think he is correct for reaching out to her because if somebody just casually mentioned like, "Hey, I might be pregnant," and y'all just broke up, like, there's another conversation to be had for sure. I can see her point though, and this might be just girls and part of our like how our minds work, but. I would be offended if I broke up or we broke up and then all they wanted to check up on was the pregnancy. Okay, but what if during the breakup you were like, yo, I might be pregnant <laughs> and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip and go silent for 10 days. So first of all, I think she's trying to break up. With, you're in a breakup, so that's already a little bit painful. Maybe you don't want to talk to that person. She should have followed up for sure and been like, hey, I'm not pregnant. But I also think if the first thing you say to her post-breakup is, hey, are you pregnant? Instead of like, hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, in the mind of a girl, you could be super nice to her and have a full two-hour conversation, then bring up the pregnancy thing, and she's still going to assume that you're just asking Yeah, why not pregnancy. just get right to it? Plus, 10 days, that's, that's an anxious 10 days. I don't know about this girl. Is she like a Kelly Kapoor type where she like maybe huh. like mentioned it just to like be dramatic? But with the political climate that's currently happening, I I think that you've got to... First of all, you have a right to know it could possibly be your child, but also tread lightly. Because I think for girls, it's like, whoa, you... Like, that's all you care about, like, is, like, my pregnancy, my body, et cetera. Like, I'm just saying in the society we're in today, I'm not surprised that this girl got offended. But that's you gotta, all you got to expect the guy to want to follow up about I agree. This is I, a serious situation. I think, he did, I think he did the right thing. I'm just saying, okay. if you're in this situation, do not think that the girl's going to, like, be like, oh, I'm not pregnant. Cool. We'll never talk again. We're on great terms. Because I think in a girl's mind, that's going to come off as very self-serving on his point of view like from his point that's all i'm saying all i'm saying is i understand why this girl got mad all right. i'm i still think he did the right thing okay. i would follow okay. up okay. like if someone casually mentioned that to me i'd be like we got to talk again all right fair enough i'm just saying where she's coming from fair enough yeah i mean there's probably an art form to asking that question right and you and you do it by not only asking that question you have to have some good lead-ins Checking in, wanted to see how everything was. Maybe toss in something funny that you saw the other day. And then be like, so... so what if you just sent like... So, uh, the uterus... The pregnancy emoji. What like, if you sent like a, a, a baby down. emoji question mark after <laughs> 10 days? Or make a joke like, so do we need to do a gender reveal? Because I got some pretty good ideas. Of course, you would yeah, insert actually, humor like, into it. Yeah, actually doing it as a humor thing might help soften the blow. Yeah, I don't know, man. That, <laughs> this is... <laughs> Look, I, you, you I gotta, think this is one you got to just put your uh, helmet difficult. on and expect to take uh, some blows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's difficult because he did the right thing, but I I understand why he got some shit for it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. Um, do you have a bonus question? I do have a bonus question. Okay. It's not even that good of a one, but okay. Memorial Day is coming up, right? Yes. yes. Of. I'm not even going to include July 4th on here because it's clearly like the winner of summer holidays. But are you more of a Memorial Day person or a Labor Day person? And why? Um, I, I'm, I'm really not either. I, I, I don't even know when these holidays 
are upon us until they're like right in front of me. Really? Yeah. Like week of like, hey, you know it's Memorial Day weekend. Right? Like, no, I didn't. But thanks for telling me. I got a three day weekend. Cool. Yeah. They're they're not even on my radar. I couldn't tell you when Labor Day is. I don't even know what month it's in. I still September, have September, like the first weekend. Of September. Yeah, I didn't know that. Always. I still have the little kid in me that is like, okay, well, one kicks off summer. Uh-huh. The other ends ending. it. So yeah. I'm going to take team kickoff. So Memorial Day. Is, I like, I like yeah. that. I think I'm on the same boat because Labor Day is fine. And I feel like we always, it's always around football season. So Labor Day really is care. the start of football season. And so it's still great. Obviously, July 4th is the top tier summer holiday. Right. Well, yeah. No question. It's For like sure. a great holiday. I I would pick July Fourth over Halloween, personally. Like if I had to I have lose with that. one or the other. But I think Memorial Day you go with Memorial Day because it's like it's the kickoff to the summer. Plus, Plus Labor Day is really really hot. Yeah, Texas, I was going to say Texas and even though it is September, it's still it's somehow degrees. hotter than Memorial Day. Yeah. And you would think that it would be the opposite. Yeah, it's um. Oh, early September is scorching. Yeah. It's just August it's is forever now. Like it's just August and September are one and the same. Well, August is just the worst. That's why we're getting married in August, so you can escape the Texas hey, heat. Thank you. Yeah, that. that's very. It's helpful. so awful in August. August in Texas is maybe the worst month of the year. I gotta wait so long for that wedding. But I'm just I'm just speaking selfishly right now. I wanted to get here. Well, you could make a podcast where you're just counting down <laughs> the days. Good. Uh, okay, well, that was my very right. lame that's a bonus fun, question. No, that's a fun one. Did you guys have fun? I had fun. I, I enjoyed fun. myself. I thought that was a fairly good podcast. I thought Sally was going to ask us about Game of Thrones. I I, I know you already discussed it. I, did you like it or did you not? I did not. You did not. Dave, you Dave is more neutral, I think. I mean, I can't tell if I just have fatigue, complaint fatigue from myself. I, I, I didn't hate the big picture. I kind of just hated how they got there. Yeah, and all, and it's I just a, can't help but think. Hard. I feel, I feel finales, very unfulfilled. I just okay. can't th- help think. Well, what could have been had they just not condensed it? Okay, th- another bonus season. question, really fast. Going off of what we're just now talking about, what's the best series finale you've ever seen? Breaking Bad gets a lot of love. I'll go Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was really good. Uh-huh. The whole like the final few episodes of Breaking Bad, they closed. They it, did a great job. They closed it so well. I think Breaking Bad is my answer. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that. My worst finale I've ever seen is Dexter. Oh, yeah. Dexter saw, series finale was the worst. It was really bad. I, I saw that getting trashed a bunch yesterday. Into, actually, today. Their whole final season was trash, but the this finale like, was awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, uh, I love Sopranos um, final season. I've never seen Sopranos, and I think that might be uh, my next prestige TV watch. I think you should definitely do it. Dave... If I were to do Sopranos or The Wire, which one should I do? Oh, ooh, that's tough. I would go Sopranos, though. Really? It it it's a coin flip, but do you like mob stuff? Like, does, yeah. like mob movies, Goodfellas, and Dylan, all that? Let's yeah. watch this together, and then twenty se- minute segment on Sopranos. <laughs> oh, I, dude, I'm so in. I've I've watched it twice. I've, okay, I've gone I'm, back I'm and might, watched. I might do Sopranos. Sopranos summer. It's my all time favorite. I, I I've just caught episodes here and there when I I just caught it on. Um, I never actually like went through season by season. Let's do it. All right, maybe that, maybe we will. All right, solid pod. I thought it was a good one. Again, the hotline number eight 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 three six two mail. That's eight 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 three six two six two four five. You can also write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Melon Podcast. All right, guys, that was fun. Enjoyed it. Awesome. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye.